Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just saved the world. Yeah, the two of us just escaped from a room pretty unlike any other one that we've had on this Never, show. Very unique. We saved the world. Matthias couldn't destroy it. He wanted to. He wanted to blow it up. He tried so, so hard and he couldn't do it. <laughs> I could have just made them trip and spent them a minute longer. Jeez, I should have Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that is the thing for anyone. Just a quick reminder of the room. This room was all timed, not as in we in real time were timed, but every action that we could take in this room had a time limit associated with it, mm. which meant that our hour was an in-game hour and it was very tense and we managed to finish everything by everything in very heavy inverted commas mm. in 59 minutes. Yes. But what that means is there were endings that could have been different. There were things that we did not check out because they would have spent our time in different directions. We've got a lot that we have to talk about, Matthias, in terms of what could have happened. Should we go from the endings or back at the beginning? What I should think, we do? I think endings are a good, are a good place to start. So... You got okay. the best ending. You got yes. all the information and you finished in time. And that's that's really something I think is quite important to keep in mind. It's You can easily escape if you kind of know what you're looking for. There are enough ways, shortcuts, uh, I guess things you can skip to get to the ending fairly quickly. However, that does not mean you get the best end. Because to get the best <laughs> ending, you need to figure out what's going on. Like, why is this person building? Fair. What What's really happening? Like, why, how is this Manhattan person involved? All that sort of stuff helps you. It isn't just world building. And that's something I thought was quite interesting. But I think Bill said it twice. Mm. I think once near the start of the episode when you were doing with the boxes and one later, it's like, oh, I, I want to escape this room. I want to get, I don't want to get this stupid world building. This world building only serves to serve the purpose for yeah, the, uh, but it's actually part of the uh, solution or I guess of the best solution. And that's because like I we want... could have potentially gotten down, turned off a rocket, but not had any idea who the criminal was. Yeah, exactly. Because if you just go <laughs> yeah, down, yeah, that would have you... been awkward. If you turn it off correctly, then well, what's going to happen is Professor Abigail is going to get arrested, yeah. and then the criminal is going to get away because you haven't figured out enough. Oh, you're that, right. I think it's um, a different uh, way to, I guess, approach it because there's there's definitely a uh, a general puzzle. The, the general puzzle is figure out what's what's actually going on it isn't actually professor abigail doing this out of their own self they're being forced into it it is it's like um when you get like one of those those escape rooms where you get like as you find as you do the room you find little bits and pieces that will help you get to the final solution in this case this wasn't like a puzzle piece like you have you have six of those and then you have to also complete but there are tidbits of information which you need to get a better ending. I do, I have to admit, you told us at the start that, you know, we wouldn't have time to do everything, but that also going through at the fastest possible rate was not the optimal because then we would miss things. I had honest, I'd forgotten. I'm glad that we got as much as we did because I had completely forgotten that part. Mm. Oof. And that's the but way, yeah. like, the timing, oh. the timing works out, right? If you, mm. the, 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 the puzzles take a set amount of time, I think it takes like 30 minutes if you do all if you just do the puzzles mm. and it takes you have 29 minutes 30 minutes to figure out all the unrelated stuff um, in that case I'm, I'm very glad at how much of that was in the first room that we could use to piece together like we got some bits from the second room for sure but a decent amount of it was from the beginning so 
like we didn't have to feel like we were going in too many different directions mm. coming but to the conclusion. It is also interesting. We had that whole filing cabinet full of different files to look mm. at. The, that were giving us information. Yeah. We ended at 59 minutes. Yeah. And we decided, let's not look at the final file. Oh, my God. I don't you're want to look right. at the final file. This is all just world building. Let's not look at... Th- so if we'd gone through that whole list, we would have lost the room. Yikes. But then you might have done something differently with the keys, right? You might have just not... That's true. We might have just not cranked the phone one extra time or something. We yeah, we were we were differently. getting down to 20, did, 59 minutes because yeah, we had some spare time. We did also say, oh, well, we can close the hatch and do the other thing. So we yes. did spend a little bit of liberal time on those keys. We could have crunched that a little harder if we'd needed we to. We could have. We, were being, we knew that we had time left and yeah. went to get pretty much went right, went right to 59 because it was fun. But that's, yeah, that's very interesting. So theoretically, we could have just let the rocket go or actively help the rocket go and nuclear disaster everywhere. We could yeah, the have worst, disabled the worst the... ending is yep. you activate the rocket <laughs> with the payload and everything and it mm-hmm. kind of just blows up the world. That's bad. Yep. Oh, by the way, uh, you missed out on the, the, the torn piece of paper. That's some coordinates. Uh, oh. And the co- coordinates lead to, and this is a little Easter egg I put in there, to a place in England called Sutherland. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, which uh. was where our boss's mother lives. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Which is possibly <laughs> your mother. I don't know, Bill. <laughs> True. Um, so that was what those those were the ones near the oscilloscope that we didn't pick up that was going to yes, take us those, three those, minutes. Yeah. Three whole minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you, you so got the ending. Obviously... You just need. So let, let me just go, go over. There's Please. there's a couple of different endings. You got the best ending. Finish in time. Have enough information. Mm-hmm. Other options are you don't finish in time, in which case the rocket will fire either hitting a. If it's loaded, it will not hit something. If it is loaded, it will blow up a lot of things. If the hatch is closed, it will just blow up you. You can die in this yep. room. And if you finish, uh, if you finish too early, I guess you don't have enough information. You can still disable the rocket, but then. Uh, you will arrest the wrong person and the terrorist will get away. Mm. Fair. Because even even early on, like we knew that Antoine Manhattan existed, but just that they were a person. We knew that well, their wife was... I mean, the, He did also have blast radius prototype yeah, documents. Yeah, but it wasn't until later that we got like, oh, Manhattan is a terrorist who early, went to jail. Like we had took a two-year gap from study and we found two years in jail and all that stuff. So I suppose that's without true. that, you may not have been able to make it a convincing argument. That's a good point. Yeah, early on, we did get his name associated with explosives and we did get what seemed to be the professor saying, help, my wife has been kidnapped. Mm. However, we didn't until later get what felt like slightly more definitive proof that Antoine was definitely the dude we're after and it's not like someone else who also happened to be looking at this guy's research, this, this student's and research. The way it works is you get sort of one more level of information. So you get mm. the first time you find something about Manhattan, you get the first level of information. The second time you get the second level of information. Uh, it was it just happened to work out that you managed to see pretty much all of it. Um, but it does matter. Like There's no way to get inf- piece of information two before you get piece of information one. I'm just yeah. giving you these mm. things in a specific order. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I suppose my next question, just going through a couple of things that we skipped over, uh, looking at the super old books on the bookshelf or the still wrapped in plastic novels, what might we have gained if we'd spent more time looking at those? Uh, and I guess just a little warning, this kind of feels weird through people at home. This is a spoiler <laughs> if you plan on playing the room later. 
if you're playing yeah. a room for your friends. Intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it is right. It is right because it's kind of weird for me to say this is a spoiler after you play the room. Yeah. Um, the the bookcase is going to give you some information about how to decipher, how to interpret the code. You didn't need it in this case. Uh, mm. It's going to sell you like uh, different meanings of R and D. It's going to show you that R means radius, ah. D means diameter, which That's you didn't end up needing. I noticed that when we said that, that was when you made a comment that we were going to go through this quickly. And yeah. Well, well no, we you, you, I made this comment as a joke. Okay, partly <laughs> as a joke, partly because it was true where you spent 29 minutes philosophizing about tiny doorknobs and this putting radius in the doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And the um, one with the, the bookcase with the new books, uh, if you look about a bit closer, you find one book that's misplaced and that corresponds to the book. Uh, that you need to push. It's got it's second copy of the book. Oh, okay. that's yeah. interesting. So that's just like an alternative thing to look yeah. at with that. That's cool. Okay. So that was it for room number one of stuff that we didn't look at, right? Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, so then we got down to the science lab. Uh, the final uh, folder in the file cabinet. That's a bit uh, more information. Let me grab it right there. That is... A recording. It's a one-sided telephone recording of Abigail, also explaining that she's being threatened, and nice. it's not a way to find out that she's being blackmailed. Gotcha. And then the big other. Oh no! Hold on. Laser maze first. Oh well, yes, there were two things we missed with laser maze. We missed the note in the box and the emergency thing. The note is going to tie um, Manhattan to a terrorist organization as well. Gives you a bit another way to, uh, and the emergency, um, it does in all honesty a little bit whatever I want it to do, <laughs> uh, and by that I mean, uh, depending on how far you are along the story, how much time you spend, what are you figuring stuff out, it can it's my sort of my wild card way of giving you whatever you need to progress uh, a bit further. Well, from what I understand about quantum entanglement, which was Dr. Abigail's specialty, that's pretty much what it is. It's deciding what is most appropriate at any given time based <laughs> on the situation in that moment. And the last thing, the four things, the payload door override data and roof. We never examined those things. Roof is not a way to open the roof. Fair enough. That makes sense. Uh door override is a way to break open the door. Uh, Skip all the puzzles in here. Yeah. Skip all the puzzles at the cost of time, but it's also it was also going to blow away some opportunity to uh, get all the clues. Mm. Now you say this is interesting, right? I w I want to talk about this because you say at the cost of time, but I feel like it's faster than doing the puzzles. Uh, it, it potentially could be if you if you but... just do it straight away, right? Because it, it certainly is, doesn't but look but like that. You lose the opportunity to get, gain information. You get mm. the other information. Yeah, and, 10 and minutes also, yeah, something that costs. Yeah, ten minutes is yeah. not something that you want to yeah. just no. go for. But it is interesting if we'd counted up, like if we had assumed, right? Okay, those four corners are going to open the door. That's already eight minutes just looking at them, mm -hmm. and then it turned out minimum two minutes for the laser maze already gets us to ten. We ended up spending like, two or three minutes looking at the things. Another like couple of minutes doing That's the true. oscilloscope. Like that we said... could have counted that and been like, we spent. I mean, like six minutes over at the files. We, if you just done the 10, you would have saved a lot of time. Fair enough. That said, there is no escape room in hell where I would ever do that. No, no. 
And it's so also like it's also the, the big shiny that. red dangly fish. Like it's an emer- it's really an emergency, and there's some mm. stuff you can do otherwise. But it's going to it's ten minutes, and you need to be really sure that's ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At no point in this room would I have been comfortable spending ten minutes on a single task when there was other stuff still around. Like getting a tunnel that would take five minutes is very different from one of several things you can do as a mm. ten minute one. And it's it's also there to like make sure if you ever got stuck and you there's no way to solve it, you can get out, but you are going to miss so much stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. I'll, and I also have the opportunity if, if if you need it, I can also just lower that number every time you solve a puzzle, for example. So if you solve one oh, puzzle, I can fair. put it. Yeah. That's interesting. That allows you to skip the remaining yeah. puzzles for that's less time. That's an interesting because point. It's, it's ten minutes to do all four lights, but only five minutes to do two of the lights. That's kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. All right, what was data? One of them was called data. Uh, data is going to give you a better idea of what all the buttons do, what all the keys. Uh, it's effectively that... what yeah. your boss was trying to do on the other side of the phone, trying to. It was going to give you a layout of uh, the console, basically. What all the that keys. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, now just uh, and payload, just to clarify all of them. Would payload was going to dis- either disable or enable the payload, depending on what you need. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, the thing that I found is, okay, so once we got in there and we got to those five keys, was was your intention that by looking at those objects, we could, like, know what each of those keys do? You were going to, sp- if you would have spent one more minute cranking the thing, you were going to get a bunch more, bunch more information <laughs> about. Yeah, what- for sure. Yeah. So you were close, but like you decided that like no, I don't want more information. I want <laughs> because I was hoping maybe I wasn't being clear enough on that subject. Like every time you crank the phone, you get a little bit more, and oh, yeah. it's up yeah, to you yeah. to, decide, to decide whether it's enough more to keep on cranking. Totally. For example, like, if that you was were definitely to clear. connect the uh, the plug, you would have given like four minutes worth of cranking, or yeah. two minutes worth of. That's that's another that way to save sense. a little bit of time. Yeah, that makes sense. And like gun being fire and the plug being make the phone work. Yeah, they, they were very clear. Makes sense. Knowing that the file, being able to guess that the file was on Manhattan hmm. potentially could lead you to assume that that's going to be about the payload. And the fact that they had payload written over and over again. I mean, yeah, once we had looked at it, I'm saying if we didn't look at it true, close true. up, could we have inferred? And you would definitely never risk it. And then in the end, the, the wedding photo... That said, do it for her. That was opening the hatch. That was Is there any the connection between the idea of the photo and the idea of opening up the hatch? Uh, yes, but <laughs> your boss was going to tell you that. It was not going to be clear from gotcha. this. Gotcha. And then, oh, so yeah, so it, it isn't like solvable without the phone. Um, and then the notebook with a map of England. Is there any reason, uh, and, and the complex and all that, that, that ended up being the disabling, completely mm. turning it off. Is I, it, again, there, a reason you, you would chose have that, that piece of information. You would have gotten that piece of information from your boss. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And because that's basically the last. There was like two more cranks. Two more cranks were going to give you those last two pieces oh, of information. Wow. This, the, if you would have done one more, you would have gotten to figure out what opening the hatch does and why that's connected to his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last piece of information, spent one more minute cranking, you would have gotten uh, the information why those things are the the. Uh, the the last two things are connected. So you you well, now that, now that we're like, here in the, yeah. in the in the future, could you what would those explanations have been? Yeah, what are the connections? Let's, let's go back in time and pretend we cranked that phone. Okay. Um, the first one tells you that uh, 
the 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 woman and the the, the wife and him are the, the name of the church is something related to Hatch. I'm trying to figure out its name. Something okay. like uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, Open Hatches was said was a was the, was their favorite song or something. I, I wondered cool. if it was going to be the, that it said cool. All we know about their relationship is they were in an open marriage. <laughs> <laughs> And they were hatching with friends. Richard Hatch <laughs> from Survivor, um, and then, yeah. Do you remember what the connection was between the the, or do you have the connection between the the the, the all the complex notebook calculations and the turning slash it the off? map of England slash the map? Yeah, of it's it turns out that uh, the location was actually like not actually correct. It was kind of a weird. It it wouldn't fit with what what. Uh, it wouldn't fit with what uh, the Manhattan was trying to do. Interesting. Like, it was kind of an off. It was kind of the location was Sutherland, which is not a strategic importance and not related to anything they do. <laughs> and the boss would come like, "Yeah, why is it pointing there? Like that feels weird to me." And uh, as mentioned before, that I mean, you you found out two pieces of information uh, suggesting that Manhattan wasn't very good at his job. Like he got the prototype ah. wrong, and Abigail made some corrections there. And he got uh, another few corrections in the notebook itself. And that's to suggest that Manhattan doesn't really know what he's doing. He needs someone to look over. And if he, and Abigail was basically trying to um, pull one over on him and suggest, oh no, we're going to fire the rocket somewhere less dangerous. Okay. All right. So the other thing, you said the, the emergency button that we had in the science lab, that was a bit of a quantum ogre whatever you want it to be whatever is appropriate at the time as you ran us through this how much of that was there of things sort of changing based on the situation as we needed them like how much was strict according to your notes and how much was changing as you so went what the uh, emergency button does is really just it has a couple of like options uh, and it will either find a way to give you information it will open up like something or it will disable one puzzle or it will uh for example it can turn off the microscope huh. or it can make it load faster or there are different ways to cut down time on certain aspects uh or or make things take a little bit longer you, just, you you went down quickly you probably you solved all the puzzles but that means you're lacking information some way or another mm. so it's going to open like a hatch or it's going to show you a little secret file of little cache of information or whatever you need Gotcha. So if you if you spend too much time uh, doing puzzles, it's going to make some puzzles easier. If you spend if you went too down to puzzles too if you went to, uh, if you did the puzzles too quickly, it's going to give you some more information about what's mm -hmm. actually going. Some Antoine yeah. stuff. And there were a couple of like little like I guess Easter eggs like Manhattan related, obviously related to Manhattan Project Triton yeah. being a nickname to Triton, uh, a, a massive nuclear rocket built in the US. Ah. I don't know that one. <sighs> well, yeah, so I feel, feel like that covers pretty much everything we didn't end up looking at or, or doing. Um, I want to talk about some of the puzzles in this. The puzzles in this, there were some very, like, uh, complex puzzles. Two, oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the oscilloscope puzzle was we was a complex. Totally lovely, up like, our alley. Yeah, very, very hard puzzle. sort of stuff that we do, um, but not often that we would do in an audio escape room thing. Um, not Before I want any, to like... get into the individual puzzles, I would like hmm. uh, would like to point out one of the unique problems I have with, with designing this room, or one of the unique yeah, challenges. Please. When I 
when, when you build you build the escape room and you just put like five interesting things to look at here's a chair here's a piece of garbage here's a rubber duck you're going to look at these mm-hmm. at some point because that's how escape room works it's mm-hmm. not going to cross your mind not to look at them because you're going to need to look at all these things to escape the room true i needed to figure out a way to put in more stuff that was it needed to be clear what it did like it was going to give you an, an extra information or it was going to give you uh like it was going to help you solve the puzzle. For example, the torn up piece of paper being separate is going to give you information, but it's clear it's not going to help you escape the room, but it is going to uh, hopefully give you a little bit more information about what's actually going on behind the scenes. And that's, that's true. My my job was kind of hard. My, me, I had to figure out a way to make all the things that were not purely escaping the room interesting and worthwhile to look at. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, I didn't really think of it at the time, but there was very much that when we were looking, say, at these files in the filing cabinet, the first one was the one we needed to progress the room. And then it was just entirely up to us. If we'd been a little more more cognizant of it at the time, we would have gone, okay, well, let's try the other one, see what happens. Oh, we've gotten some more information, some more world, some more story. Cool. Do we want to delve further into that idea by going to the next one? Mm. But yeah, and that's why like they we... were ordered in such a way that the first one opens. Yeah, I didn't consider it being like that. That ma- oh, that's interesting. It makes sense. Mm. It is still tough with with that as a concept as we go through that. Like, and I and I had that issue when we were doing. It. It's why we didn't look at the last file. Oh, it's so different. It's is, crazy. But, it, but it's this feeling of like, I don't know yet know how much more room there is to go. I don't <laughs> know how true. much time I need to save. Uh and I also don't know how this stuff is like. I like it's clear it's not going to solve a puzzle for me, so I don't know why I'm getting it. And it so it does start to feel a bit like it's a tough it's balance. The, like it can be like it, like is this the wrong thing to do? And I, and honestly, I think if I were doing this as a game that I was playing mm-hmm. rather than a podcast that I was making, mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't have looked at anything like that. I think once I went to the second folder you would have waited and it until... was world building, I would have been like, oh, cool, I don't care. And I would you would have waited on. until you got to the very end and then maybe Perhaps, chilled out right? and looked because at the Because I think stuff. up until that point, like I said, like I kind of felt when I don't know what I'm going to use it for and it doesn't seem to be used for puzzles, it is a feeling of like, well, I feel like this is... The, the, my worry was that it was going to punish my curiosity. Mm. And in some ways it could have, right? If we looked at a couple more things, if we looked at the bookshelves, because like, oh, I wonder what interesting things are going on in the bookshelf. Um, yeah, it We turns. would have like failed the room in that way. And so, so it's kind of hard, like me not knowing how long there is to go. Stuff like this feels like, I, it, like when I open the folder and it's like, cool, you found a, a picture of him and his wife. There's a feeling of like, oh, so I've just wasted a minute, right? That's a minute I should have spent trying to solve the room. And instead I've spent it finding a picture. I suppose it then comes into like what counts as failure when it comes to telling one of these stories. Like mm. does getting one ending over another definitely denote failure? It's a different, well, I mean, type, of, it's a different type of failure, right? If you go too mm. quickly, you, you arrest the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. Which is bad in a different way. Mm. But it's but yeah, and it, like and so it works out that way. But like when I'm playing, I don't know 
what I'm achieving with the world building. Like, I don't know. It's like, oh, this is saving me from accidentally arresting an incorrect person. So, so it feels in the moment. You like, weren't yet sure what the consequences were. I was sure there were no consequences whatsoever. Oh, really? Okay. I was, even though at the start you'd said you should still look around, like I was in my head, I, I was like, gra- I'd forgotten this about is that more all than I have. fun information that if you have spare time, if you have extra time, you can use it to get some fun facts. Oh, isn't this cool? Isn't this a fun fact with your extra time? But that's only if you're so confident that you don't feel like you need the time for more puzzles. Then you can choose. To get... And because I had no idea how much more there was to do, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm wasting my, my points, my currency on stuff that isn't helping yeah, it me It was a terrifying mechanic in that yeah, way. That it was, was really a very hard thing to balance. I think you make a I'm good sure. point, Bill. I think that Bill especially, I guess, that's the difference between you two. You went like, okay, I don't care. I need to move on. If I would have made them a bit more clear about what they were, let's say I made them, you were on a pirate ship and these were like gold coins. And the more gold coins you have, the better. Then it makes sense, right? Each of these things is going to give me one gold coin. Gold coins equals my high score. That's a bit hmm. more, then I'm signposting a bit more clearly. And some hey, escape rooms do do that, don't they? Some real ones, I've heard of those. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, like then it's a bit more clear. Like, I, go, I, I want as many of these, and maybe 10 gets me a stuffed teddy bear or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> like, this is it's a bit more it's a bit more clear what each each little individual piece of information does to finish the story. I think that might have been a smarter way to go about it, especially since it's our because it's 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 our first time doing something like trying out something like this, where you're not sure how mm. much time you have, you're not sure how much thing you have. Uh, and I think like each of the rooms, like the first room is is aimed at 15, you spend, you're supposed to spend like 15 minutes there, second room 30 minutes, last room another 15 minutes. And mm. me glancing at my notes, I think you spent like 60 minutes on the first room, or no, you spent a bit more time in your first room and then a bit less time on your last room. I think you had like 45 minutes when you left the second room, for example. That might be true. Mm. Oh, that was one about the timing. How on earth did you decide how long the passages between rooms would be? Like they were like five minutes each. Yes. Um, those were like, um, they're supposed to feel long and they're also there to sort of signify. <laughs> they did. They're, they're, they're there to signify. You you're going to leave to this back. area. Think about, think really, think about it's how it's turning back. It's same like the 10 minute door was... override. Think about yeah. this when you want to use it. It's a lot of time, especially compared I to mean, the other It side. definitely worked. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so coming up with a mechanic like this, it is ambitious. It is very scary. And it does require players to get into the right mindset for right. it. And there's a cool way of dealing with the idea of, because we often have this, right, where in a real room you have a time limit and that adds this sort of sense of urgency and, and, and fear that you're not going to make it out. And then for an audio one, for us especially, we don't have time limits, right? Our players play, take however long they want to play. I mean, we took like two hours to do this room, <laughs> right? Like we don't have like, like an actual time limit. But then there are kind of, there's no like fear or urgency or worry. And so having this sort of like oh, I was definitely monetized fearful. time is, is a way to do it. Um, like, and, and it's a really cool implementation of doing a time limit and explicitly a time limit in a, in a, in a format where, without a time limit. It's a really cool way to blend those ideas. But so I feel like maybe like some, t- some of the feeling of it is like, we've talked about this um, in, in episodes, we mentioned a couple of times, is that we've playing... done that in a real escape, in like a physical escape room. The time limit has made us skim things more. Like, well, I've got this from talking about Lab Rat in LA. We've talked yeah. about Lab Rat quite a few times, where they have a really intricate sort of like storyline and 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 character stuff that is delivered through um, literal kind of like video cutscenes on these beautiful 
it's like a very immersive screens they've sort of hidden in the place and and they have these video cutscenes that play and the thing that i've always found really interesting that lab rat does that is very smart with this that some other escape rooms do, i've never seen anyone else do is they very explicitly have these videos playing when there is not anything to when there's nothing to do and they and they stop the timer they pause the timer it no longer counts down and when that happens you go oh great i'm going to watch this video I don't think there's a puzzle I can do, and I know that I'm not wasting time, right? Because because the, the timer has stopped, so I can just watch the video without any worry. Whereas sometimes in other escape rooms, they'll like play a bit of story or or they'll have like a, a voiceover come in or they'll give you something to read. And you're going, I've only got 22 minutes left. Reading this and finding out more about the world and, and being immersed in the story is, a, is I will be punished for it, right? Like, because I know that the time I'm spending reading this cool journal, if it doesn't, if it's just for the, the, the story, it's time I should be spent solving puzzles. There and are, I think it's an interesting, it, I like the way Lab Rat balanced it. And so it's interesting sure. with this to have now, the same balance. Now, there are also some rooms, issue. and I'd say that this is where this one sort of fits in, where by the time you have reached the end, like a final puzzle or something is about the story that has gone on around you in the room. It's very rare that we've found that, but that does happen in a couple of rooms. Um, I would say Mission near us does that. Yes, and we've uh, done some other done ones where it's times. like, have you found enough evidence throughout this to figure out who the murderer is or exactly. who the criminal Things is? Things like that. So, so, yeah, being told at the beginning and we should have, like, even we acknowledged it, you said this, and then completely forgot about it by, like, halfway through, which was essentially saying you will not be able to do this without some amount of story having been gathered. I wonder if, if we had had like a very, very concrete question from the start. So rather than, rather than the, the assurance that this will be relevant, if we were like, oh, by the way, like this is someone's cabin. This is some cabin that, that we've heard strange readings from. We don't know who lives here. We don't know what they're trying to do here. We just know there's some kind. And so the idea of like, you need to figure out Who's actually behind what is going on here? What is their goal and why are they doing it? And then we can be like, ha ha, I spent a minute, but I'm closer to finding out the why. Or I've got I, this was, great I was thinking about That's that. Interesting. I was thinking about it, but I've made a conscious decision not to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Also to make it feel a bit more real. Like you don't know <laughs> beforehand exactly what three questions you're going to get answered at the test, mm -hmm. right? So I decided that I wanted to go a direction where like something is happening. Tell me what. And you don't know whether, and I guess it, it cuts both ways. If you Because you don't know how much information you need, you need to keep investigating. But if you get the sense, like, I think I know enough, and that's a bit of like, you, you, if you get the sense of like, okay, this person is building a bomb, that's, and you think that's all the information I need to know, that's good. You can, you can move on from that. If you think you that's enough information, but that's a, I guess, player choice I'm trying to give you. I'm hoping that you have enough information to make that a really, a really conscious choice. I don't think that's... For sure. I think, that, I think that's not something that I really did well in this room. That's something I can do with different versions. Like, uh, probably a oh, bit more... It's hard because it's such a unique... Like, it's such a new way of dealing with it, with this kind of time currency. Um, so it's hard to be like... I don't know, to know exactly what you want or how people are going to play it from the beginning. Because there was some elements of Oh, it's crazy it. hard. And this is going to I, depend so much on like what the players are used to. Like I know that we, specifically the two of us, are not very experienced when it comes to real-life escape rooms that are leaning further on the immersion side. 
Mm. Uh, like we just haven't done so many of those. And so I feel like things like that mean that we are going to be approaching us, seeking out the puzzles and then being panicky when we find something and we have spent time on something that wasn't puzzle. And it did so happen that we lucked out into getting the right information mm. that we needed. Well, the thing that I like about this, this the, uh, system, right, of, of using time like this is one thing that I think it, it is really cool that, that never really gets rewarded, but I love the idea of, of actively rewarding it in players, mm -hmm. is the idea of like, I want to almost call it like anti-hinting with the idea that we've done this in, 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 in escape rooms and did in virtual escape rooms as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we did this in escape simulator where we saw a puzzle and the puzzle was a cipher sort of thing. Like, like a, these symbols equal these letters. Okay. And we looked at it and we went, we don't need any more letters. I think we can solve this right now. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole thing and it was quite complicated being like, oh, look, there's a double thing. So that can't be like an, a W or a T or a, it's got to be an E. And, and we, without any extra stuff, we solved that puzzle. Yeah. And then when we continued on through the main flow of the room, we later found that one of the other stuff you unlock unlocks mm. what they thought was a necessary hint to solve the other puzzle. Sure. Right? Reminds in a me system of uh, like Victoria this, on the Taskmaster episode. I think you talked about yes, this. Yes, exactly the same thing, right? Instead of finding the cipher, you can just look at the, the, the page and if you're good at ciphers, you can figure it out yourself by knowing that the word Taskmaster is in there and you can then figure out what a T and A and S and all that stuff, mm. right? Usually there's no reward for that in the escape room. Or in, in especially in digital versions or in ones that we make, right? There's no reward for that. You just do it. Mm. But in this case, you think if it takes me one minute to read the original note and then another two minutes to go and get that other cipher and then one minute to implement your solution, if you can do it without needing the other cipher, even if it takes you a long time in real life, your character does it in two minutes. They skip that step of finding the extra part. Yeah. And I liked thinking and when i was when we were starting i was really liking that i was like oh wait because we looked at the bed first and found the wire we have saved ourselves four minutes by not needing at to the look other at bookshelves. two irrelevant bookshelves yeah right and so i felt early on that's the, that was the kind of element that really excited me at the start this idea of like if you can think and make and, and deduce something early you can tangibly save units time of time and now it's like, I've got, I've made, like, I solved that so well that I've been rewarded with four mm. game minutes, which I can spend. Like that element of it, I think is a really fun thing to play with mm. and explore this yeah, idea and, of and like. That's something playtesters have mentioned as well. Like mm. they, they rather like spending time to get to unlock uh, like story, which is also needed for the other solution. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about spending time to get hints and only spending time yeah. to get hints. So it's going to take you. 20 minutes to uh, to do all the puzzles and it's you can only spend you can only spend extra time uh getting additional hints and then maybe uh, as a way to as a, as a different type of currency so effectively you get 10 hint points rather than 10 minutes mm. for but, sure but like, the time thing makes it feel immersive and cool mm. um oh yeah like i think in the second room as well there's potential for that like we could have as I found out right away, I looked at the laser maze and went, oh, I can see a way to do that in four. We could have spent four exactly. getting we the same solution. Minutes, but then we kind of went, wait, wait, no, 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 no. We can actually do it in two. Like that element and of If you it, do I mean, it in four, there's, there's a couple of ways to do it. There's a couple of ways to get, it, to get the laser to the center. If you do it in four, it's also slightly easy. These are also steps you need to do to solve, to get to the box and get to the... I wondered about yeah. that. But yeah, I like that. And, and I think that's 
Mm. But I also think that's better than, I'm sure. than the idea of spending. Because I would never feel accomplished or rewarded if I just didn't have to spend points on hints. But the idea of like, there is the set way to do it that takes 10 minutes. But, oh, you found a shortcut so it only took you five. It's like, it's not quite hinting. It's anti. It's like, if you make it harder for yourself. It's Which is the so same mechanism, but when you do it backwards that like balance. that, oh, it's very hard to do. But like, I just like this idea of that if you think and solve it better, you save points or time or whatever. And I, and I, I really liked that. Super hard to design and super hard to balance to make sure that works well. But that was an element of this, of this system that I thought was really exciting early mm. on. And I, I loved not looking at those two bookshelves. It made me so I, I happy. Really I really liked, like, and that's something I, I tried to do, I guess, with my previous room as well, which was the uh, communication room. I always tried to at least design different experiences at the very least. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. succeed at that, yeah. for sure. Like, I, I want people to look at the so episode and go, like, oh, yeah, this is a unique, unique little thing that I can use in my own designs later yeah. on. Definitely. So that if this episode airs the next time, you're all going to get timed escape rooms and it's all going to be horrible and Bill's going to be designed to make Bill feel as smart as possible and skip out of time. Mm. <laughs> what was your favorite puzzle to do process-wise? Honestly, we've done them before. We talked about them. I love the oscilloscope so puzzle. So did I. I really, I really loved love it. this, what we term associated activation where you do one thing and it changes all of your uh, inputs by a certain amount and it's different every time and working out how each new input affects all possible things and then going back taking notes breaking it down and figuring out what adds together to create a desired result that was really done that a few times in in nancy drew games it just feels you just feel accomplished it feels really cool you feel smart you feel like you have taken something i feel like there was something i really liked about your oscilloscope as well because i think it fits really well in the thematics of the room like it's thematically yeah it was great it fit um, what was your favorite puzzle? Yeah, was that your favorite puzzle? It as well? definitely was. It was so good. It really was. It was a <laughs> lot of fun. It just and it was a very heavy puzzly puzzle, which I, at the moment, in my, sometimes I get off very puzzly puzzles. Sometimes I'm not feeling them. Like in my life, I think I go through like little ups and downs. At the moment, I'm really loving the idea Super of just puzzly like, puzzles. Like I'm, I'm spending a lot of time play, doing like weird variant Sudokus and all mm -hmm. this sort of stuff and just having a lot of fun. And so it was, I'm in the right mood for that sort of a thing, mm -hmm. especially. And it was, I think in other times, like, you know, I may have really loved just like doing the little password thing or, or finding, or doing the little riddles or things like that. Right now I was loving being able to do a kind of a, a mathematical puzzle effectively. Mm -hmm. um, laser mazes are always great to do or not or like, like little laser bouncy bounce things. Oh yeah, I'm um, super into those. We never got, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Hmm? We never got the fourth image of those oh, yeah. microscope images. That's true. I'm going to what actually, I'm going to, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to show you what the entire thing looks like. Oh, please. And then you kind of know what all the four pictures uh, relate to. Sounds great. And again, all of these will be in the show description. Uh, this is what the final oh, image yes. looks like. And these are what the four pictures uh We'll show you. Ah, I see. Yeah, cool. So the final image we didn't get was this bottom right one, which would have definitely, definitively lined up some of these other atoms. That was very lucky for us. Hmm. Yeah, that I mean, really well. you're you're so you're able. You should be able to get six um, out of just the first three images. Mm. This, the fourth <laughs> image will help you uh, also tell you where the puzzle pieces go exactly. Yeah. 
It was an interesting version of it. It was nice. Did, did you did you take did this have many like iterations to get what was appropriate to no, understand? They'll, they'll talk pictures? about all the different. <laughs> they'll talk about all the different iterations for some of these puzzles. Uh, some of them are just like oh. Um, for example, the laser the laser puzzle took a really long time to figure I out. I can't even imagine. imagine how you that yeah that seems like a right pain to create properly. It, it isn't just get it to the, get it to the ending, but it's also get like figure out if they don't want to get to the ending. What are the what are the possibilities? Oh to, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. What was your favorite one to design? Oh, to design, I mean, I was really happy with the oscilloscope one because to me that mm -hmm. felt like a, such a natural puzzle, like almost. I could see myself doing this in a physics lab, you know, like fitting with the knobs and then getting a wave and then somehow blowing up the world because of the wave. Shop, shop. <laughs> yeah. uh, I oh, mean, the, 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 uh, for example, the, the riddle ones were a bit more like standard riddle ones, uh, but I definitely like this is the probably just the oscilloscope one. It was probably the one that I'm most in love with. Mm. I mean, you definitely kept everything thematic. Everything was science yeah, and I mean, maths. It made that, perfect that, that sense. I didn't feel weird about anything. That was something that I really want to come back to since the last one was kind of uh, was didn't have a super strong theme to, uh, for people at home. Uh, I also did the one with the working in harmony, mm -hmm. uh, where it's the uh, where they were separated and I had to communicate. Uh, season nine, mm -hmm. episode four, by the way. <laughs> well <laughs> remembered. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, the other day. And it's it's uh, that didn't have a very strong theme. It had a couple of interesting communication puzzles, but I think that was more of like the okay. So how do we make the puzzles interesting? And now I was like, okay, how do I make sure the theme everything is thematic mm. rather than the puzzles? Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it worked. It like it theme wise, it felt. And I also loved this like I don't know each of those layers of room felt more like it was it cabin got more into it each science time. lab it got deeper to missile silo That's i really true. i quite like that transition that was a nice progression um there was one oh. other thing that you mentioned before we started this episode you wanted to talk about lying to your players as a yes. gm um i like to point out that before we start this conversation i would like to point out that i didn't lie to you at any point in this room i didn't <laughs> i had a very i had a very strict uh sort of list written down about what is what piece of information does what i can always like for example i could have told you it, it it's going to cost you three minutes to close this room instead of five i could have made yeah. it cost eight and you would be none the wiser because you don't have my notes you can see what's going on in the background yep yeah and i can always tune i, I can always tune it in such a way that you you finish the rocket you have perfect information at exactly 50 minutes just by tweaking a few numbers along the way just by being a bit more clever presenting information making a puzzle Telling it a bit wrong, so you need to spend another minute getting a hint. I personally don't like to do that, uh, especially when it comes to like escape room and time being such an exact thing in this room. Oh, I, yeah. want you, I want you to feel like uh, for 59 minutes, you get your 59 minutes worth of stuff. You don't actually get 60 minutes or 70 minutes worth of stuff because I'm being generous with time or I'm going to screw you over. You only get 15 minutes worth of stuff. Mm. Because time was such a uh, resource as such an exact resource I really want you to feel like this is exactly what you're getting for and that means it also means that you can feel this or you can get a worse ending by spending too much time you can get a worse ending by not spending enough time yeah, I was just going to say, it is an interesting thing, because I think about this less in an escape room situation, although GMs do do this sometimes in real escape rooms, there's a difference, like, 
do you fudge the clock a little bit for the teams, things mm. like that. And I'm thinking of this more in terms of like role-playing games mm. where like you have an enemy. It's got 200 HP. Someone does enough damage to get them down 199 and everything. everyone's just reeling, feeling ragged by that stage. Do you fudge that last bit to just make it get it? For the cinematic, yeah, you've, you've hit the it. moment. You've hit the moment in the fight that would feel the best if that moment killed the person. Now, and they got pretty close. They're like within a certain. It's as nebulous as that. It totally makes sense to go with what is going to fit for the story. But you're totally right. This was a room that was all about time. It would have felt very different to have fudged that when the time was the defining element of what was going on here. And so the only challenge then is to make sure that no matter what happens with our time, we are going to feel satisfied with where we have ended. And that's why you had all of your different endings set up in place. And that's why I specifically mentioned beforehand, and I want to make sure you guys were really aware of this, you can get different endings. Yes. Might be worse endings, but you can get different endings. And I made sure they were in place. I made sure there was a very sort of strict, um, strict way to get to them. And I guess when I GM, usually, uh, depending on if I... If I, not necessarily something like Pathfinder, which would have a very sort of like strict set of rules. When I GM a system that's a bit looser, that's a bit more about storytelling, a lot about exact numbers and rolling dice and such, I can fudge, like you said before, fudge it in such a way to make the experience feel the best. Mm. I can make someone fall over when they have only 10 hit points or, you know, have them do like one final swing to just get a little bit, like, just a little bit more out of the experience. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it definitely in because a room Bill, like have this. You, have you ever GM? Very different monster. Oh yes, yeah, all, almost, yeah, all the time. Constantly. And how do you how do you do you fudge as a GM? I think it is not a question about the GM. I think it's a question of your players. I think there are certain players who want that like when I when I'm a player I don't want people to to fudge the numbers, but that's only because I really kind of love you like the, the mechanical, stuff. the crunchy breakdown <laughs> of a game. I just really, just really, I just enjoy it, right? I like the system building, the system structure stuff of being like, oh, I know exactly how much this is going to do and this and the other, right? It's almost like um, a mathematical puzzle, right? Yeah, I just it's just an element of it that I enjoy, right? I, it's and uh, and so I I would I would feel disappointed if I knew that I was playing with a GM who was like routinely fudging things to be like no that didn't quite like like they got you know close or oh he had missed three times in a row so the next one's definitely going to hit so i'll just pretend that oh you know um which is that's as a player thing right but i don't think it's worse to i think there is a lot of um viability with the idea of having things happen at appropriate moments uh so for some of my players especially ones who don't play as much um, or when we are shorter on time as a group, I will definitely occasionally uh, like fudge stuff so it happens appropriately because there is a certain point where for for a, uh, combat especially, you get to a moment of like, that was so cool, I did this thing, it's really great. And then you're like, yeah, but he was left on this or or the randomization meant that it didn't work and now you have to do it again. And then, and suddenly everyone's like, well, this is now drudgery. This whole thing went from something epic and interesting and, and kind of amazing to drudgery. So like, I've done that for moments that, that like 
in for all the like I've had someone finish a and if they're listening to this they'll now know that I fudge the numbers but I've had someone <laughs> who who finished a combat in a in a game of Lancer right Lancer is a is a mech based RPG it's great it's fantastic very tactical combat and someone finished a, a match by like they were fighting the enemy were too strong and they'd overheated this person's mech so it was about to explode but he had an ability where he could shoot out grappling cables to grab people and pull them close to his oh. mech as one of his special abilities he could do. And so he does that. And he, at the same turn, he ejects out of his, uh, his robot. His ally catches him out of the air. <laughs> then his, and then at the end of his turn, his robot explodes and it's this big blast and it kills all the other people. And technically, two of the five people he was pulling in towards him succeeded on their hull checks and technically wouldn't have been moved in. And also one of the people in the blast still had like three or four health left. And you think that would have been such a way to completely ruin the, the moment that made perfect sense to finish this fight. It would have added time to the session we didn't have. It would have added, it would have taken away all sense of accomplishment and like risk and like, oh, this is a cool moment. All because technically the rules say that he's got four health left and he actually stayed three tiles away instead of two tiles away so he didn't get caught in the blast. You'd be like, well, now I don't like, now I'm angry at the game for taking away my moment. <laughs> so all the combat that led up to it, you know, the fact that he lost so much health and stuff, that's all real and, and the combat was real. And the fact that he practically did enough damage was real. And But then, you know, these games are so randomized, you're like... Sometimes you're an epic hero and you're like, oh, you rolled a natural one. You stub your toe on a goblin. And you're like, well, that's dumb. Like, and so you've got to know when those moments are interesting. Sometimes they should be bad, right? Sometimes you should, like, if it was an interesting thing, like if he was fighting these people and they were important, like they were named interesting characters, the idea of one of them escaping and not getting yeah, caught in class exactly. and living on two health, you're like, no, no, that's so cool. The mechanics allowed that person to live. And so... Mm. Th you can like turn that into a cool moment. These were just then, yeah. a yeah. mercenary group that was too strong. So it was like, no, they should all die. They should all get destroyed by this explosion. So you play it. I think it's worthwhile to be appropriate to your group to still make it a real game, like an actual real. It shouldn't be like you will always win these fights. You'll always do this. You I'm can't make it feel too GM led to tell the story the GM was exactly. hoping to tell. But when you're when the numbers are eighty percent of the way to being cool, mm. you just kick them twenty percent and you're into cool because cool is fun. Mm. Rule of rule of cool and all that. I think that's a yeah. good something. I I want to make sure that we didn't have this explicit discussion beforehand. This is a discussion I would try to encourage people to have with their players, like. I, I went into this assuming you wanted the like statistically, mathematically correct thing that I wasn't going to fudge <laughs> anything for the sake of the podcast because I assume mm. especially for you, Bill, that's kind of how you would like to play. Having seen of your stuff of level one geek available on Twitch, yada yada, plug plug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I would recommend having a discussion with your players. Am I? Are you right with me fudging yeah. to make some stuff? Yeah, right, exactly. It's, and it's, it just yeah, depends on who, this, you wanna, who wants to play. For this one in particular, just based on the room itself, and you're right, for us as players, it doesn't feel like it would have made sense to have that as the mechanic. No, right? Because the whole point of this is it all comes down to that is can yeah. you do it? And like, but at the same time, if, if you'd gotten to people where they were like, oh, I've done it, I've got the right answer, I've really sold it, I'm so excited to put this in, and then you're like, Technically, you did four phone cranks, so you are actually over. You might be like, 
Yeah, the phone only cranked twice just to give them that. If there was that cliff right on the edge, you might, you know. But it, again, it depends on the people. You know, if you if they've spent the time counting their phone cranks and being really careful with their numbers, well, then you know you don't even have the capacity to lie to them anymore. <laughs> like you know, you'd have to have done so. It is, uh, it's, it's interesting, but if you had decided beforehand that it technically takes one minute to turn a key and they had banked on it taking half a second. And so they do it as their final action. It'd be a bit rude to be like, that adds one minute. You're at 61. You lose. <laughs> that you must, you're at 60. <laughs> that must've been a very different experience for you to make this decision about fudging or not again, compared to your last room where there were potentially multiple different solutions for most of the things. For sure. And so- you can like the ways that, because of the way I leveled my, uh, the way I, I systemed. I structured by getting your information in levels. You're going to get level one information, level two information, level three information. Yeah. There's no way to look at these things in a different order to get a different amount of, or to get like first information C, then information D, then information E, whatever. No, you're always going to get sure. A, B, C, D. Yeah. And that's definitely a player thing or player preference, I would say. All right. I think that we've said most of what can be said about this. Thank you so much for giving us not just another room, but a very experimental and very just different style one to ones that we've done before. I guarantee you, if we see a room like this again, we would be better at it next time. <laughs> hey, we, we did great. We hit 59. We said we wanted 59. We hit 59. Um, one, do you have anything that uh, other people could check out or something you want to plug? Or uh, As always, I don't want to plug my own stuff, but part of what makes rooms awesome is a lot of playtesting that goes in and playtesting your playtesting is just such an important part of either room design, whether it's and, and just in game design general general. So I'm going to point you towards VPT, virtual playtesting server. It's a Discord server where people try to meet up and playtest their stuff, playtest other people's stuff, get feedback, change some stuff and figure out how to make the best game. Beautiful. You wanna make a note of that right now? There will be a link in, in your the notes? show notes below. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and running the room. Thank you, Danny, for playing the room and thank getting you. warm and saving the world with me. Uh, and thank you, everybody at home. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to support us, you can leave a review here on 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 Spotify, on on Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to leave a review. It's a great way to get other people to see the show on their algorithms. You can also tell people in real life. Go tell people you know, talk about the show online, talk about the show in person, talk about the show. It's a great way to help support the show. Um, And of course, for people who want to contribute monetarily, we are always super appreciative of our Patreon supporters. It's what keeps this show alive and keeps Mm -hmm. everything we do uh, able to be done. So uh, there's plenty of benefits. There's a new bonus audio episode every week for our patrons. There's two-minute mysteries and podcast playtests and any other weird puzzle fun stuff we want to do. You can get badges. You can appear in any of Danny's rooms as an NPC. It's a, a great sort of lovely group of people, and you can join it and help support the show, and it's a great way to support us and the other fans of the show who get free content based on our Patreon donors' support. It's a lovely system. It's how art should be made, and I'm glad that we can do it this way. Mm. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Matthias, for thank you running so the room. Much. It was heaps of fun. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.